the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's uh, get un- underway here on a Thursday on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you with us today. Well, the CPI came out yesterday. Not good. 9.1% year-to-year. Prices up almost 10% uh, from uh, you know last year to this year. Let's give you the rest of this as you break it down. Gas is up 60%. Fuel oil is up. 99% meat, poultry, and fish up 11%. Milk is up 17%. Eggs, 34%. Coffee, 16%. If uh, you're looking for a new vehicle, whether used or a new car, 12%. Airline fares are up 35%. And real average hourly earnings are down 3.16%. Not good. Not good at all. And uh, if you're a single earner out there, uh, you're paying an extra $3,400 a year just to be where you were last year. If you are uh, a two-earner family, you're paying $6,800 a year more. By the way, go back and look at all those uh, checks that they sent you. You know, what was it, uh, $1,400? 600, 1200, something like that. You add it all up and you still come out trailing by $200. So the bottom line is the economy sucks. I don't have a better word for it. I, I, you know, I can't, you could say terrible, but really that doesn't cover it. It is in, it's in tatters. It is not good at all. Zero. Nada. Yeah, it's not. You're you're taking a beating right now. Uh, pay increases year to year, a little five percent. But your inflation is up nine point one. That means you're four percent behind right there. This is like a, a a anchor around your neck while you're out trying to make it here in in this country. And this president is not doing anything to make it better. Supply chain, not better. All right, just isn't. Uh, What are they talking about over on the Senate side in Congress? They're talking about build back better. They want to spend more money. Yeah, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. What is the one thing you don't do? And both sides of the economists agree to this, for the most part. 
What is the one thing you don't do when you have inflation like this? You don't spend more money. And that's what Schumer's talking to his caucus about and, uh, you know, bringing in Manchin and trying to figure out what it's going to take to to buy him off. And uh, it's it's this is this is insanity. What's going on is insanity. We got the president over in the Middle East. Uh, He hasn't made it to Saudi Arabia yet, but uh, he will be going there and he's going to talk to them about you know, producing more uh, oil for us so we can make more gasoline, uh, which is just, you know what? Instead of traveling to the Middle East, maybe what the president needs to do is get on Air Force One and travel to Midland, Texas, down there in the Permian Basin and uh, convince the oil companies he's not out to destroy them so that they'll uh, get with the program again. And try to to work things out. That's. I'm not holding my breath though. I'm just not holding my breath. We've got the answers within our our hands, but the left refuses to do it because number one, they're sold out to this whole uh, ideology of the green movement, and think that they can make. Everything run on wind and on solar, and they can't. We are still uh, mightily dependent upon fossil fuels. You can't get rid of fossil fuels as if, if you run on fossil fuels. That's something that you're going to have to slowly move away from. You know, uh, India... China, those countries, they're firing up those coal-fired electric generating plants, keep uh, costs of energy down. Uh, we're, we're, we're firing up our you know, electric generating plants using natural gas. We got plenty of it. It's clean, so we can do it that way. But we're not building any new ones because this president has made it clear. He wants to attack fossil fuels. He's made it clear for all you tree-lugging, hugging nut jobs out there that he wants to get rid of fossil fuels now. It won't work that way. You have got to de- depend on all of this to pull us together and pull us through what we're in right now. He's going to go over and talk to Saudi Arabia about more gas. Who's Saudi Arabia tied to right now as far as oil goes? Can you spell Russia? I mean, I'm, I'm not a rocket science. I'm not a geopolitical uh, all-star. But I look, I can read. You can sit down and read a few things and read a few papers and read some white papers and understand, you know, what the, what the geopolitical uh, setup is in the world right now. And this president isn't reading them, and the people who are directing them evidently aren't reading them, or if they are, they're not going to pay any attention to them. Just making mistake 
after mistake after mistake. And we're going to have uh, specialists on with us at 635, you know, because um, I know I talk and some people say, well, Dave just works in Little Rock, Arkansas. What's he know? Well, Akash Chaguli is going to join us. And uh, he is with Americans for Prosperity out of Washington, D.C. He's an economist. And we're going to talk to him about all of this. And uh, maybe, you know, you'll hear from him and you go, you know what? Maybe Dave was right. Wow. Be cool. To be honest, I don't care if you believe me or not. I know what I'm telling you is, is true and it's real and it's affecting you. It's costing you $3,600 a year right now. From last year to this year, that's what it's cost you. Overall, if you're a if you're a two family income, uh, you know group, it's cost you sixty eight hundred dollars. What could you have bought with sixty eight hundred bucks? Bet you a lot. Bet you could have gone on vacation, huh? All right, let's get our first break in. PI Roofing reminds you that they will take care good, you know, of your your roof. I got to give them a call today. I, uh, I don't know if the heat or whatever happened. I, some some shingles are doing some weird things on my roof, so I'm going to give them a call, have them come out and take a look at the roof and tell me what's going down. So I'll uh, get that all taken care of with them. But uh, you need to call them if you need a new roof because of the, you know, the, the hail that we had back in uh, December uh, during uh, that time when we had that supercell over us. That went up and destroyed parts of Kentucky. Uh, they uh, will tell you that there's some insurance companies that aren't uh, paying attention. You give the folks over at PI Roofing a call; they'll come back out, take a look at your roof, take the pictures, and and show the insurance company the changes and what you need done. Call them; let them help you. Five zero one seven zero seven thirty five fifty one. 501-707-3551, or you can uh, talk to them directly uh, online at piroofing.com. That, of course, is none other than P.I. Roofing. All right, so let's talk about the Consumer Price Index. It's not pretty. Just to, I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen today when we see the PPI. The producer's price index, because that's going to tell us what's coming up in the future. And I don't think it's going to be pretty either. And Grover Norquist joins us from uh, Americans for Tax Reform. He's the president of that group. I gave you some numbers a moment ago. Uh, Heritage Foundation saying that a family of one earner, it's costing you $3,400 a year. If you're a family of two earners, it's costing you double that, $6,800 a year. I just want you to think for a moment, what could you buy with $6,800? Could you have gone on vacation? Maybe a bigger vacation? Maybe if you're only doing uh, you know, a long weekend or something right now. Grover, how are you? 9.1, man. That is not good. Well, I'm a little surprised because I was uh, under the impression that this was this inflation was transitory. So I checked every morning with the newspapers <laughs> to see if it's gone away, sort of like whether it stopped raining or something. Yes. Uh, so, so you're telling me it's still there? Oh, it's still there, and it's heating it up. 
you know, everybody who forgets to vote, this is a moment to write this down. What did it cost you when you forgot to vote and we elected, we the country, elected a Democrat Congress, a Democrat uh, president, and they decided to do exactly what they told us they were going to do, right? Yep, this is not yep. a surprise. They, they didn't really lie their way into office. I mean, they hinted that they'd only tax some of us instead of all of us. Um, but uh, yes, yes, this the country and every individual in America is worse off today because of what the Democrats have done in Washington. And how can you spend $2 trillion and make people worse off by spending money that doesn't exist, uh, inflating the currency? Take a look at your 401k, your IRA. How much has that gone down? This is what you were planning to retire on. This mm-hmm. to save and so that they have something to take care of themselves in throughout life and our life savings had been cheapened weakened made smaller significantly by what the democrats have done to the economy and they have this theory that we should all use make-believe energy uh that's very expensive uh but it's not terribly expensive if you subsidize it with other people's money then it then it looks less expensive unless you're a taxpayer then you're kind of in trouble yeah i i agree and and let's look at it this way too okay so they put all that money into our economy we know that's what spurred on inflation except the democrats don't understand that because schumer is working with the senators uh in the senate right now uh trying to uh get some form of build back you know, Biden uh, by passing even more spending. Two hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty billion dollars in taxes from mid-sized companies. This is not General Motors. These are not even corporations. These are these are pastors where somebody pays their you know, the, their business taxes through their personal taxes because they, you know, they started a little restaurant and then, you know, it was in your income tax and then they hired some more people. These are called pastors because there is no corp- there's no corporate form. And th- those are the people they want to raise taxes. These are the people on Main Street who are the, who, who make Main Street work. And these, this, this is a tax actually on businesses that the, Obama people specifically said, oh, well, we're not going to offer these people. That, that, we wouldn't do that. Well, are so desperate for cash that they're going to be damaging the people who keeps small towns and uh, your neighborhood functioning and hiring people. Really, do you think Biden can spend $250 billion better than restaurants and small factories and uh, you know all sorts of real live businesses that create wealth yeah let me let me just touch on some of these price increases uh, gas up 60 percent fuel oil up 99 percent uh, what do we got eggs eggs that's a that's just a normal commodity you buy every week for your family up 34 percent airline fares are up 35 percent but the real average hourly earnings are down 3.6%. Yeah, 
the, the only defense we have right now is if you're in a red state, red states are cutting taxes. I was talking to your governor, Governor Hutchison. Uh, he wants to uh, speed up the uh, income tax reduction mm-hmm. that uh, the legislature passed. Uh, and the uh, woman uh, uh, who's running for governor now. Yes, Sarah. Uh, Saunders, Ms. Saunders, Sarah Saunders. She's uh, running on a commitment to phase the income tax to zero. There are 10 states that are committed to phasing the income tax down to zero. So um, uh, Arkansas is in the midst of a group of states that are going, there are eight states now with no income tax. There are 10 that are looking to get there. Uh, Arizona took their rate down to two and a half, and now they're going to zero. Iowa just passed a law. Their income tax is being phased down from 6.8% top rate down to under four, and then they're going to zero. North Carolina has been on a long march to zero for, for 10 years now. Their corporate income tax disappears in four years, and their personal income tax shortly after that, you know, by laws that have already been passed. So at the state level, we can begin to reduce the damage by focusing on reducing taxes on exactly the people that the Democrats and Biden are. Well, one thing that we've talked about a lot, uh, uh, Grover, over the years is that when things get this bad, they don't turn around overnight. We're, we're in for a long slog, are we not? We certainly are. This is going to be expensive. Uh, when... Jimmy Carter was president, Democrat, moderate Democrat, just like this moderate Democrat. Yeah. Um, but, but they only have one Rolodex full of crazy people that when they hire. <laughs> it makes it a little bit difficult to, to get sane policies, regardless of what, however they pretended they were going to uh, govern. He inflated the currency. That inflation got up to uh, 10 11%, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, Prime interest rate was 20%, okay? We haven't hit that territory yet, but we're heading into it, uh, and that may be right ahead of us. Uh, and it took two years to turn the economy around. Reagan cut taxes, and by January 83, he took over in 81, two years uh, after he took office, we started a $4 million job year creation. That's that's when the number of people working in the United States was two-thirds of what it is today. So that'd be six million people um, going to work in one year. And it's seven years of strong growth. But he did that with national tax cuts, serious deregulation, trucking, airlines, uh, railroads, all the things that Obama, Biden rather, wants to regulate now. He wants to regulate trucks. And, and uh, they declared a little war on independent contractors, the Democrats. You're seeing uh, truckers responding to that out in California, saying you can't work for yourself. You have to have a boss. And by the way, you have to have a pay union dues. How about that, sucker? Yeah. Uh, and uh, truckers are not happy about that. Yeah, I'm agree. I got about three minutes here. Let me ask you to talk about one last thing, and and that is that uh, you don't get out of something like this by trying to control prices. That's what this it's president right. wants to do. It didn't work for Nixon. It didn't work in World War II. Price controls have, of all the dumb ideas in the world, price controls have like a 3,000-year history of failing. Um, <laughs> and even when they go, oh, no, we're going to temporarily do it. Okay, They had temporary rent control in New York City because everybody was coming back from World War II and prices growing up. And instead of saying, you know, rents are going up, you know what, everybody's going to go out and build houses, so we'll have lots of rent. They, they put controls on it. So nobody thought it made any sense to go build new rental 
capacity because there was a price control on it. It it says to the market, don't make more of that. Uh, And so prices actually go, real prices go up, even though your, your fake prices stay down. It's, it's been damaging New York and some cities. There's a great Swedish socialist economy who said, you know, the, the, only, the only thing worse for cities than, than aerial bombing is rent control. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is said shortly after World War II, and people were more sensitive about that topic. I gotcha. All right, Grover Norquist, we want to thank you for your few moments that we've got with you this morning. So a few moments with you is a lifetime with a lot of other people, a lot of information in a short period of time. Thanks a lot, Grover. We will touch base with you again in the near future. Don't forget for my listeners, uh, Akash uh, Chagoli is going to join us from Americans for Prosperity. That's coming up after the bottom of the hour. We're going to have some local news for you. Then we'll come back and, uh, and spend some time with him. And and talk with him. He's going to tell you a lot of the exact same things that uh, Grover's telling you. I mean, I'm just telling you, it, it's it's not a good time uh, in America right now when it comes to the economy. I I just can't look. I can't sugarcoat that over the last year. You've lost $3,400 if you're a single earner, and if you're a double-earning family, you've lost $6,800. You look at your IRA, and it's taken a beating, uh, and then you listen to the, the, the Democrats in the Senate, and they're talking about increasing taxes and increasing spending. Folks, that will only make it that much worse and make it longer and more difficult to get out of what we're in right now. It just it's just it's been proven over the years. All right, local news, let's do that here on the Dave Ellswick show. All right, back with you. Let me tell you what. When you look at the CPI from yesterday and everybody was saying, "Oh, we're worried it's going to be 8.8." And then it turns out to be 9.1. Then you start looking and and you see Hey, as a family of one earner, we're losing $3,400 a year. If i am got a family of two earners, we're losing $6,800 a year. What are you losing on your, um, your nest egg? It's time to rebalance that and to look, and maybe you need to add some things. Maybe you need to add some precious metals, perhaps a little silver and gold. Most economists that we've had on the air here have said you should have about 15% of that to try to hedge against inflation and uh, against the way the economy is right now. And David Lucas Financial can help you with that. All you got to do is call them. Call them and talk to them. Let them lead you uh, through this tough time that we're in right now. 501-222-3315. You want to be able to retire. I know I do, but I'm, I, it's like I start getting to where I'm looking and I'm, I think I see a promised land and there's a flood on the Jordan and I can't get across the river. I'm just telling you. So uh, I just keep on working. Uh, 501-222-3315 is the number. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, like the IRA, the 401k you have. Uh, work uh, They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country. So you're going to get direct uh, prices from a dealer you can trust. And you'll learn about buying silver and gold. Again, 501 222 15. 
Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. You got a nest egg, need to talk to David and his people. Let them help you uh, not lose everything uh, as we move forward. Akash, uh, who is it? Uh, Chiguli is going to be with us. He is the Vice President of Americans for Prosperity. You know we have Ryan Norris all the time, our our uh, state chairman of AFP, and it's always good when he's on. In fact, I'm having lunch with him today, and I hear that Akash is going to be on uh, – uh, Ryan's podcast later today, so you'll be able to hear that. Akash, good to have you with us. And can you give us some good news? I mean, it's I'm I'm worried about the PPI later today. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, Dave, and, and always great to join any friend of Ryan's as a friend of mine. Um, but as far as good news, unfortunately, good economic news is very hard to come by right now. I think. The one sliver of, of hope that we're taking in what are obviously very difficult times for American families is that people are understanding and making the connection about why these times are so difficult. That public policy has made a difference. Overspending, overregulation is the major driver of inflation. The fact that people are understanding that means there's a hope to address it only once leaders get the courage to do so. Well, I just got done talking to Grover Norquist, and uh, he and I – uh, have known each other for years, and I know enough from about Grover that I asked him, I said, this is going to be a long slog to get out of this. And he said, yes, but we can if we elect people who will do just the opposite of what the Democrats are doing. Yeah, that's, that's basically exactly right. Um, there's, there's no solution that's going to turn inflation you know, turn this problem upside down tomorrow. But there are things that we can do right away that would start to make a difference. The unfortunate reality uh, is that this administration and this Congress are unwilling to do so because they are largely beholden to extreme special interests on the far left of their side, whether it's labor unions when it comes to things like trade tariffs and the Jones Act, or it's environmentalists when it comes to regulation on the oil and gas industry to increase our energy abundance, or frankly, it's it's the progressives who drove the $2 trillion spending bill to begin with last year. So, you know, there's a number of things we could do. They wouldn't turn things around immediately, but regardless of what those solutions are, there's an unwillingness to pursue them right now with the folks running Washington. Am, am I wrong or am I hearing Schumer is working with Senate Democrats? This is what I've been hearing. And he's looking to, you know, have billions of dollars in taxes added uh, here in America and spending billions of more dollars and I guess a some kind of a slim down build back Biden kind of uh, bill. Yeah, let's, let's be clear. Folks will hear a lot in the mainstream media about a, quote, slim down, unquote, build back better. We're talking about slim down from what was a $5 trillion proposal last year to $1 trillion now. So this is still ridiculous amounts of spending just for for context dave folks remember the debate over obamacare obamacare in its entirety was 800 billion dollars they're discussing right now is a trillion dollars on top of the two trillion dollars that they passed on a partisan basis last year and as far as the taxes are concerned um that's exactly right it's a it's a enormous tax increase on small businesses they're calling it a pass-through tax or it's a tax loophole the fact of the matter is we are in a recession and they're trying to raise taxes 
on small businesses, which of course are going to be passed down to American families at the time that they can least afford it, when they're already spending, get this, say the average family is spending $6,000 more this year to afford the same quality of life as last year. They're paying more and getting less, and Democrats are trying to raise taxes on them at a time like this. You know, all those checks that we got from the federal government, uh, you know, to help us make it through the, uh, the pandemic and all of that, equaled out to about $3,200 for most Americans. And right now, if you're a single-family earner, you're looking at you're already $3,400 behind the eight ball. So you're $200 even in the hole after that money was put in. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. I mean, those those checks don't feel quite as good when you're paying for them in the form of $13 packs of bacon and, and $5 gas. So one of the things we've been doing, Dave, we've been on the road, and, and I'm sure Ryan has told you about this as far as AFP Arkansas, but we've been partnering with independently owned gas stations all across the country, what we're calling the True Cost of Washington Tour, we are partnering with the station to roll back the price of gas from what it is today to $2.38, which is what it was the day President Biden took office. And you wouldn't believe the lines of people. They have hundreds of cars waiting hours to save really what amounts to $30, 40 $50 in a tank of gas. These are seniors on a fixed income, families of kids. I mean, people that aren't political, but they get it. They're frustrated about how things are going. They know why gas prices are so expensive. Um, and they're extremely upset at the leaders in Washington for failing to do something about it. You know what's bad about this is that I remember this during Carter. I lived through Carter. I remember. I remember this. And, and it was a little bit of a different reason back then. But I remember uh, people just sitting in lines for hours to get gas because at that point there wasn't any gas in places. And I, you had to look at your license plate and see if your last number was a uh, an even number or, or an odd number to go get gas. I'm telling you, I don't, it would not surprise me if we don't see that kind of stuff again. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we don't. But, you know, someone made an interesting analogy to me yesterday, which is that I'm sure you're aware of some of the even on the center, right, some of the infighting over, you know, is, is the small government project over? Do we still want small government or do we need to be more aggressive, what have you? We, since President Reagan's era, everyone has tried to be President Reagan, but there's never been a need for a Reagan-like figure more than there is today since yeah. that time, right? High inflation, national malaise, you know, we've got cultural issues, foreign policy issues going on. Um, so it really is you know, a time for choosing, a calling for new leadership. Hopefully, you know, we're going to see a Congress under new management next year and, and set the tone because Americans are finally demanding, you know, for really maybe the first or second time since President Reagan was in office, um, you know, cuts to federal spending, reforms to regulations, really getting government out of the way because over the last two or three years between the pandemic and now the inflation crisis, government has touched people in a way that it really hasn't in any time in recent memory. And folks don't like what they're seeing. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Our guest, Akash Chaguli, he is with us. He's the vice president of Americans for Prosperity. Uh, you'll be able to hear him on uh, Ryan Norris's podcast. Uh, I don't know when he'll put it up, but uh, they're they're talking this afternoon. I'll be talking to Ryan over lunch today. Looking forward to doing that. And uh, how do we get in on this little thing about the gas station? Do you want us to do something here at the radio station? Can we do something? Yeah, I mean, folks can visit the truecostofwashington.com to see kind of what we're doing and then learn about our tour stops. We're all across the country. They're heading west soon, but 
um, you know, really anywhere. If there's an independent gas station that's willing to partner with us, of course, they don't lose a dime, right? We pay the difference. The gas station comes out exactly as they would if the event never happened. Um, but what it does is it gives people a chance to afford cheap gas for a day, you know, 100, 200 cars or two hours worth, whatever. Um, but if there are independent gas station owners in your state, listen to your show, who would like to partner with us, um, reach out to Ryan Norris at AFB Arkansas. Visit us at the true cost of Washington. Dot com and we would love to host an event if we can. All right, we will. We will try to make that make that happen, Akash. Because look, that that's a good way for people to really see what the difference is. Yesterday, I was <laughs> got to laugh. I was really ha- happy and excited because I actually got gas for three ninety nine a gallon. Three ninety nine, mind you. Okay, and I did. I started this tour, and the prices were three ninety nine. Today they're five dollars in a lot of cities. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't break sixty dollars. I was. <laughs> it was fifty nine seventy five. All right, I was excited because I didn't break sixty bucks. It's incredible. Yeah, it really well, is incredible. You hear from the White House: Look, prices have fallen seven percent. You know, since their peak in June, and, and things are headed in the right direction. That is a drop in the bucket for families that are paying $6,000 more than they were last year because of the inflation that's raised for the last year and a half. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps on going and going. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, Akash. I want to talk to you a little bit about what the Democrats are talking about and how this doubling down that they're talking about is going to do nothing but, you know, make this longer, last longer, and uh, maybe you've heard something about what they're expecting from the PPI. This is the producer price index, folks. This is what the people who make the items out there every day that you buy at the stores, what they're paying. And let me tell you, if it's gone up again, that's not good for you. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me tell you some uh, ways that you can help yourself a little bit uh, during this time, and that is save on your uh, your health insurance by talking to Pat Davis. He'll make sure you save 30 to 50%. He'll get you away from paying co-pays. He'll help you to, re- uh, you know, if not get rid of, to at least reduce those big deductibles that you're paying. And you might even get a check back from the hospital or the doctor or the uh, uh, the place that you go on a daily or a weekly or a monthly basis uh, to get some treatment. You know, go there, see your doctor, and don't have to write a check before you even get to hear him say, well, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, you talk to uh, Pat Davis about this. Let him help you work through this. 605-6935, of course, 501-605-6935, or online, go to yourhealthplanman.com. Save money. Talk to Pat Davis. All right, Akash Chigoli is our guest, Vice President, Americans for Prosperity. We're talking about the high prices that you're running into when you go to the grocery store and the gas pump and filling out the, the check that you send into the electric company and all the rest. Let me just give you an overview of that real quick. Akash, uh, overall, the CPI, 9.1% for year to year, June to June. Of course, the... Uh, uh, administration said, well, look, gas prices have gone down, so it really isn't that high anymore. Yeah, sure. I know what I want to tell them, but I can't say it on regular radio. Uh, gas is up 60% year to year. 
Uh, fuel oil up 99%. Meat, poultry, and fish, 11%. I'm, 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 I'm going to roll these over a little bit. If they were like 10.9%, uh, I'm going to say 11 Milk, 16.5%. Eggs, 33%. Coffee, 16%. A new vehicle. And why are people getting their cars fixed? Well, new vehicles, 12%. Airline fares have gone up about 34%, but real average hourly earnings are down 3.6%. And that is what's killing you at home right now. I mean, that's what's killing people. That that last data point is a really, really, really important one, David. I'm glad you flagged it. Folks will see this 9.1 number quite a bit. Um, and, of course, prices have gone up. Wages have also gone up. The fact of the matter is prices have gone up so much, the average American is almost 4% poorer, basically, than they were a year ago, despite raises that they might have received. Their real wages are going almost 4% less far than they were a year ago, and that's why you're seeing the penny pinching and the waiting you know, two hours in line for gas at our event, say $40 on a tank. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, when you start talking about a two, uh, you know, earner family, year to year, losing $6,800, folks, that, that's not chicken feed, as we say down here in the South. That's real money. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and let's just get this straight, Dave, here in the last few minutes. Well, the price of oil, folks might have seen, has come down, you know, the last week or two, um, and the administration is inevitably going, one, to start taking credit for this, as though President Biden's tweet somehow made the price of oil come down. And two, they're going to say, you know, inflation's worst days are behind us and all this stuff. Um, look, hopefully things start to improve, but let's let's not kid ourselves that the administration has done anything to solve this problem, or that ultimately it's any more than a drop in the bucket for American families. One month of respite does nothing when we've had 18 months of high prices mm-hmm. and inflation. And we're going to see that in, in the consumer confidence numbers and, and investment numbers and things like that. So let's just make that clear. If the numbers start to improve, that is good news, but it doesn't negate what's happened for the last year and a half. Well, I'll be honest with you, Kosh. I, yesterday, I, I spent, as I told you, fifty nine seventy five filling up my tank on my SUV. And, uh, you know, I smiled a little bit. But then I got angrier than I was before I pulled in and filled up because I've got a president that's over in the Middle East right now getting ready to go to Saudi Arabia to to beg the Saudis to send us more gas. I saw a headline yesterday. I've used it on the show today. Instead of the president flying to the Middle East, why doesn't he fly down to Midland, Texas and talk to oil executives and let's get things going here in the United States again? We were energy independent two years ago. Yeah, that's, it's exactly right. And it's not just Midland, Texas, Day, it's Pennsylvania, it's Alaska. It's frankly not even just the United States. The idea isn't just that we should never take energy from other countries. We shouldn't be reliant on countries that are unreliable and hate us, like you know Venezuela, Iran, or a couple of the countries. Yeah, the other is our allies just north of us in Canada, right? That was the whole issue with the Keystone XL that's right. pipeline. Um, that would be a fantastic partnership that they, you know, frankly put an end to when they killed the Keystone XL pipeline. And so this is just one of a number of things they could do that would help to, to you know, 
it may not bring down gas prices tomorrow, but it would send energy companies a signal that it's safe to invest because they make these hundreds of billions of dollars of investment for the long term. You can't turn the spigots on and off when the regulatory environment looks the way it does. And so this is a really important point that folks need to understand when they talk to their friends and neighbors. Oil and gas companies aren't to blame. There really isn't anything they can do to bring prices down overnight. Nope. But the regulatory environment discourages investment, and that's making prices higher because it's so difficult for them to be doing business long term. And let me remind everybody again, Schumer, who is the head of the Senate right now because elections have consequences, he's trying to talk his party into raising taxes on uh, businesses, small businesses across the United States, and increased spending by a trillion dollars. It's insanity. This is what got us where we're at. It's not going to get us out. It's going to put us down deeper in the mud. Akash, thanks so much for being with us. Akash uh, Shakuli is the Vice President, Americans for Prosperity. I have been uh, a lover of their organization for years, just like I am at Heritage Foundation. They give us the information we need. And I'll talk with uh, Ryan today, see if we can't get something going on with a local gas station. Thanks, Dave. Much appreciated. All right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Akash will be back in the near future, I'm sure. We'll be talking to him again. And Ryan will be back here in the studio. We'll get him in here uh, as well. Down to just about a minute and a half here. And uh, Joe and Duck will be coming in. And they're going to talk about, you know, how do you get better gas mileage? You know, especially, you know, the hotter it gets, the less gas mileage your car gets. Did you know that? When it's colder, your ga- your uh, car will get better gas mileage than when it's hot. And uh, I know they're saying this weekend, they're saying like 97. Next week, folks, I've been looking forward to what next week. They're saying we're going to be in the hundreds like all week long. It's going to be really, really percolating out there as far as the heat goes uh, here in central Arkansas. Anyway, Joe and Duck are coming up. We'll talk to... Uh, uh, Alan Kerr at 9 o'clock today. There's a lot more to discuss here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't run away. I'm not. I'll be right back with you.
All right, let's move into the uh, 7 o'clock hour. And since we're going to talk cars, let me just put it this way. Let's roll into the uh, 7 o'clock hour. Uh, We've got Duck here. He's joining us from Duck's Garage. Uh, Joe is not here from Joe's Garage. He'll be back with us again next uh, weekend. And, you know, that first hour I've been sitting here talking about CPI, about the Consumer Price Index, and how it uh, has been affecting us here in uh, on the nation. Well, here in about um, 45 minutes, we should hear what the PPI is. That's the producer's price index. That's what the companies uh, are paying to make the products that you're buying at the store. And if we're at 9.1 as far as CPI goes, I'm worried about what the PPI is going to show. And if if it's up again and significantly up... We're in deep trouble. Yeah, it just means the CPI next month will be... Or the month after, in fact, it'll take a month at least to to, to percolate through the economy. Uh, it's it's not good. It's just not good. I'm letting you know that right and Dave, now. Dave, this is going to take a long time to get this back down. Oh yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. Look, I remember when Reagan came in after uh, Carter. It took two and a half years. Yep. And yep. it took two and a half years of Volcker, who was the head of the Federal Reserve at that time. Just raising interest rates like crazy. People hated him when he first got in because of how he restricted the money. I'm hearing that uh, the uh, Federal Reserve, and now for you people who are thinking about buying houses, you might want to think about signing now because if they raise interest (laughs) rates by, and they're talking now, maybe 75 to another 100 points to a full percent. Uh, your the interest rates are going to jump on on mortgages again. Oh yeah, just keep that in mind. Well, it's already up a couple hundred dollars a payment. Yeah, I mean they're up in the six percentile uh, as far as buying mortgages. Uh, it gets in the seven eight. That's <coughs> when you're going to start seeing uh, a constriction in the housing market. People are say, "Well, I don't want to buy," but that's when my house starts looking really good when I get a two point three percent interest yep. rate on my uh, my uh, my mortgage and it happens to be really good for military people yep. so people move into the air force base come knocking on my door say are you thinking about selling yet elswick <laughs> you know and not yet <laughs> not yet anyway glad to have you here as we move into the seven o'clock hour and again uh, duck i was i was talking about gas is up 60 percent year to year 60%. Yesterday, I did. I laughed. Yesterday, I went to Sam's in North Little Rock, and gas was only three ninety nine a gallon. It's three seventy five in Benton. Okay. Or Bryant and Benton this Come morning. down a little bit. And I thought it was I thought it was a, a time to pop the, a bottle of champagne just to, <laughs> to have a glass because I didn't pay $60 or more to fill up my tank. Yes. And uh, then I got madder after it was over with because I thought about what this – what were we like two years ago when we were energy independent and now we're taking it up, you know – where the sun don't shine uh, because of we're, this administration. We're still at dollar seventy five to a dollar eighty higher than we are. Oh, a lot least. higher, just a lot higher. And so I want to talk to you. Start off the show today. Uh, it's hot out. I mean, it has it been for several weeks now. 
And it's looking like we're in one of those situations here in Arkansas where it gets hot. We get that that dome effect that they talk about, yep. and it stays hot. And they're saying next week we're going to see it in the triple digits most one, of the week. 101 to 104, they said. Yeah. So uh, the hotter it gets, the less gas mileage you get. Is that, that not right? That's You're true, Dave. Uh, and another thing, too, if you fill up when it's 100 degrees outside – you don't get near as much gas as you would if you filled up in the morning when it's because it's vaporizing. Exactly, uh, lower air pressure on tires will cause you to lose fuel mileage. Okay, now, don't get me wrong; it ain't gonna get you, you no know, four or five gallons, four or five miles per gallon. <laughs> you know, you may get two or three tenths per. You know, to keep your tires aired up to the look on the door, and it'll tell you, hey, it should be thirty-two pounds. Some of them are thirty-eight pounds nowadays. Air filter. Most all new vehicles, you can go into the instrument cluster and look at it. And it and most like my truck, it's got a deal. Tells me how much is left on my brakes, how much is left on my air filter. Really? Oh yeah. I don't have that. I you know, just, all you know. the well the newer ones, you know, they do. But check your air filter, make sure it's clean. Uh, clean your radiator, make sure it's free of bugs on the front of it. You know, because. That cuts the airflow down, and that makes your car run hotter. So what you're saying is every little bit adds yes. up. Yes. Fill your car up in the mornings when it's cold. I know sometimes you don't have no choice. You have to fill it up in the daytime. But you get more gas when the, when the temperature is under 75 than you do when it's 100. Okay. I mean, it, it don't make sense, but that's that's what I've, I've always been told. And what little research I've done on it, it says it does so. I try to fill up in mine on on the way to work every morning if I need fuel to you know go run parts with. Uh, it's just uh, I can't fill up on, on my way to work in the morning. Nobody's open yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave, you're getting up for the crack of dawn. I, yes, I am. I definitely do, and uh, come on in here to work to be ready to go at six a.m. But uh, you know, yesterday, like I said, I stopped and I filled up, and I couldn't believe that I actually got out of the gas station without spending sixty dollars. I seen diesel fuel yesterday; it's finally under five dollars in Benton. It's four ninety nine. Well, I'm going to tell you what we're getting ready to go on the Patriot tour, and I can tell you, Gina, over at uh, Little Rock Tours, would be happy to hear that. Yep, because uh, you know we get on one of their uh, motor coaches, and those babies run on diesel, and that's oh, yeah. expensive. She's, maybe maybe she'll make a little money off of this trip this Everything time. Everything in the United States is touched by diesel fuel, one way or the other. It's either hauled, shipped, train, anything is, you, you, that you've got. This piece of paper right here in front of us, Dave, Yeah, it was touched by diesel fuel. Well, sure. 18 wheeler Somebody had train. to bring it in. Yeah. They you know, got to bring and, it in. Uh, diesel fuel is killing the, the trucking industries, and now – out in California, they're wanting to throw these new regulations where you can't be an independent contractor and haul unless you got a boss and all this stuff. You know what else kills them? Kills some diesel farmers. Yes, I was talking to a farmer the other day. He was working on his truck, and he said his fuel bill runs usually about a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars a year from the time they start until they finish mm-hmm. for the whole year. And I said, so what's it going to be this year? He said, $3 million. Yeah. Or $300,000. Yeah, triple. Triple. And, and, you know, and, and, I, and I looked at him. I said, the grain prices, because he raises a lot of beans and corn and wheat. And I said, is this going to cover you? And he said, no. No, I look, they, they're saying agriculturally prices are up, but it will not 
it's not going to cover the uh, increase in fuel prices, fertilizer prices, and everything else the farmers are dealing with right now. So look for them to go out and maybe only do three-quarters of the area that they've got to plant. $13 bushel beans won't cover them this year. Didn't cover them last year, so it won't, sure won't cover them this year. That's a, it's really amazing. I, I went through this. I'll go through it for you just so I can I can spread out the misery. Uh, the CPI said we were at 9.1 year yep. to year. Gas is up 60% year to year. Yep. Fuel oil is up 99% year to year. Almost 100%. That's incredible. Uh, meat, poultry, and fish, about uh, 10.5%. Milk is up almost 16.5%. Eggs are up 33%. Coffee is nearly 16% more expensive. If you're buying a new vehicle, and new vehicle means a used vehicle as well, uh, 11.5%. If you're flying, just flying, 34%. But your real average hourly earnings, and uh, Akesh and I talked about this last hour, are down 3.6%. You know, Dave, you know, everybody hollered for a raise, hollered for a raise. You know, everybody got a raise. What good did the raise do anybody? It's not not doing any good now. It's taking money out of their pocket now. About 5.4% raise year to year, but inflation 9.1%. You're losing. Yeah, you're not you're not winning. You're losing. Well, it's just like you said. You know, we're a single person making a, a living for a family. It's costing them thirty four, thirty five hundred dollars a year extra now, just just to go to work and to buy food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's costing you, know, you year to year. If you're a single family uh, earner, if you're you only the person, you're losing thirty four hundred dollars a year. If both of you work, you're losing sixty eight hundred dollars. Hey, that take us on a good vacation, wouldn't it? I'm just telling you. I'm telling but, you. And and you're seeing the economy starting to slow down now because... That's why gas prices are coming down. I'm warning everybody. Oh, yeah. You think it's good things? No, it's yeah. not. It's because businesses aren't using as much oil. Yeah, and I'm having trouble getting people to pick stuff up because they don't have the money to pick it up. Yeah, when they come, you know, they yeah. say, I got to give, me, give me a couple of weeks. I've got probably 15 sitting on the yard ready to go home. And think about this. Maybe it's going to sit there a couple of weeks. What does that mean about them for work? Yeah. Are they getting to work every day? Are they making the necessary amount of money? We'll talk about all of this is interrelated. All right. So it's good to have uh, Duck here to talk about that. I saw Fox News do a five-minute segment about people fixing their cars now. Because they can't afford to buy a new car. We'll come back and talk about that as well, plus talk about cars and problems that they're having as well. It's uh, 18 minutes after 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Ducks here, talk about cars, tell you how to save some money uh, out there running your car. I'm telling you, preventive maintenance is what you want to do. Uh, Don't forget about East End Towing. They're out there. They know uh, that things are tough as well. By the way, they they just bought themselves a new truck uh, to be able to get out and take care of 18-wheelers. And I've been seeing, I think that I'm seeing the stuff you're talking about, the depth stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing trucks pulling over to the side of the road and got their flashers on and whatever. If you need to tow, 
Call East End Towing. They can handle it as well. Uh, they'll come out, get you off the side of the road, get you to where you want to go. No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, whether you're driving a regular car or you're driving an 18-wheeler. East End Towing is ready to help you out. 501-888-8849 is their local number. Again, 501-888-8849. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, Duck is here. He's answering questions about cars. We're talking about it. We're talking about uh, prices and things of that nature. And I was mentioning that Fox News did something that we've been talking about for months now, and that is people are keeping their cars longer, fixing their cars, because, uh, you know, used cars – they're paying premium prices to buy it from people, so they got to, you know, charge you premium plus to sell it to you. And if you're looking to buy a new car, not so easy. By the way, next uh, Tuesday, you'll want to be listening to my show. I got a guy from the semiconductor industry coming on to talk about when are they going to get this freaking, uh, you know, chain fixed so that we can start getting uh, computer chips the way we need them. I got a Nissan car, Dave. It needs a body control module on it. It won't let the alternator charge, which the body control module is built into the ECM on that one. won't let the alternator charge. Uh, I ordered one 14 weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Blake called and checked on it yesterday, and a woman, she said, if I can get any in that's any good, I will get you one. Because I went we done been to Nissan. Nissan said, I don't know when they're going to get any. Sure. So the guy's got a brand new car. Well, it's a 18 model sitting there in my yard. He can't drive. He's still paying the payments on it that we can't get a part to fix it with. I had a Dodge truck here, Dave, 11 months waiting on ECM. It'd be nice if uh, the, the makers of these automobiles said, uh, yeah, we can't get you to part, so uh, you don't have to make a payment this month. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm just it'd be I said it'd be nice. I didn't yeah. say it was going to happen. Would I be just nice. said it'd be nice. But the, but there again, you know, I, I get chewed out. Russell gets chewed out. Blake gets chewed every day because you can't find parts. Mm-hmm. And speaking of of a vehicle by a vehicle, I got a, we had a Ford truck here the other day. Need the motor in it. And a year and a half ago, two years ago, he looked at me and said, "No, put it out back. I'm gonna come get it and I'll trade it." I called and told him it needed motor in it. He's okay, fix it. Well, I, this gentleman that was on uh, Fox News now, he was in New York, okay? Uh, but he, he said that people who were looking for motors, it was about double for the motors now than it was last year. 306 cylinders. It's in a well unit. A customer called me and said, hey, I need a motor. I got one that's, block, that's poked a rod outside the block. So I called around, called Jasper, talked to them about it, and the guy called me back from Jasper. He said, I can have you one October the 24th. I said, the pump season will be over with by then. He said, I'm sorry, I can't get no parts. Yeah, I get you. I get you one, too. How much more will it cost to get it? It's about $1,200 more than it was this time last year. That's what I'm saying. 6-7 Cummins Dodge. I got one up there with a rod poked out. Sometimes uh, late September is when I'm supposed to get one. Wow. Because there ain't no parts. That means a man who makes his life riding concrete in an 18-wheeler 
yep. can't even be out on the road making money nope. during that whole time. Nope. It is unreal, Dave. That we I, I spend three or four hours a day on the phone chasing stuff that normally I could pick the phone call up, pick the phone up and dial one number. Yeah, I got it. No problem. Now you call everybody. I needed a 90-degree, 5-inch intake boot for a international truck. Normally you can buy them $30, $40 a piece. You can get them truck pro welding, about anywhere you want to go get them. They're on national back order. I wound up out at Little Rock Truck Parts digging in his building out there to find a used one so I can get the customer to go home. Wow. All right. This tells you why, as far as our elected officials go, and as far you know, as far as our president goes, we got to get rid of as many regulations as possible, so that making parts in this country is on par cost-wise as it is overseas. And if you can do that, then we can build this stuff here in the United States, and we will have a lot of these problems. Regulations, Dave, as you said, it's uh, um, it's they've they've killed us. I know they've and killed Dave, us. Dave, I, I'm gonna be and honest with you. It's one party that kills us. I'm gonna be honest with you. I want to be able to open my eyes and see that big bright sun in the in the sky. Uh-huh. I don't want to be like China, where you, you you don't never see the sun. But we went from doing nothing to killing us. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I want to uh, make sure I thank all the tree huggers today. All right, let's. Uh, we got about three minutes. Let me give you a question here. Theo has a 2008 Mazda. This is a uh, four-cylinder, two-liter engine. Says I had my front strut and Moog control arm replaced. After a week, I turned on my AC and noticed that my AC compressor did not engage. I've got a gauge to check the level of refrigerant and connected that to the low-pressure port, and the needle went to red. I tried recharging it with refrigerant, but nothing was happening, and the needle stayed in the red. I'm pretty sure my AC was working fine before I took my car in. Is it possible that something was damaged to my AC system when they were replacing those parts? Let me just answer this part of the question. Yeah, it's possible, but probably not. Probable. Yeah, it's, uh, they're working in two totally different areas. Uh, the reason he can't put no Freon in it because the compressor won't kick on, and that's why you can do that. you got to put it on the machine. you got to force it in there with a the machine, or either you pull it all out, and then you put however how much it goes back in it. I I would say whoever put the struts on did not do nothing because it's two different areas. Yeah, that's up in the front of the car. Yeah. Um, but like Dave said, it's possible they could have dropped a wrench and hit something. But you know, not probable. Yeah, but uh, you're gonna have to take it to somewhere's, let somebody pull the freon out of it, and replace the freon. Uh, you know, to do it. You know, that's the only thing you're going to do because I know what he's got. He's got one of his little cans with a hose on it. Uh-huh. And that works great as long as the compressor will kick off and on. But if the compressor never comes on, it's, and it's telling him that it's no Freon in it to come on. All right. Keep that in mind. Get over there and let them hook up one of these thousands of dollar cost machines to take care of it. 
And if it, if uh, there's no Freon, it means it leaked out somewhere. Yep. They're going to have to do a smoke test to find that leak so they can fix your problem. Uh, go to your nearest bumper-to-bumper certified service center, and they'll help you out with that. All right, Duck's going to be back with us. we got to get to Bill O'Reilly. He's up here at the bottom of the hour. He's got something that he'll want to talk to you about. And uh, we'll find out what that is in a moment. Then we'll come back. And Ashley has a two, uh, 2012 Dodge Ram that has uh, some problems on how do I drain fuel from a fuel tank. We'll give you some ideas when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, Duck was uh, talking about uh, getting parts and how difficult it is. Uh, bumper to Bumper has done an amazing job, to be honest at uh, keeping a lot of the parts that you guys need for day-to-day work on other people's automobiles. They have, Dave, and and they've run into a little trouble, too. Filters got short here about two months ago. Uh, They've kind of, you know, leveled back out. You know, there still is a couple of filters that you can't get because they can't get the paper stuff to build them with, a medium, they call it, Mm -hmm. because it's a two-micron filter on a fuel filter but basically they have kept us in good parts uh you know either standard or motorcraft or ac delco or their line of parts uh it's like anything else sometimes they run short but it ain't very long use it's a day or two and they've got them back in stock you know and it's just some of this stuff is just hard to come by dave well it's 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 all they'll tell you it's all supply chain and they keep trying to just blame it on COVID, and I have to tell you, uh, if it's still COVID, then you need to figure out a different way of doing this. Yes. Well, the train this, people— well, That's been over a year now. Yeah. The train people said, used to, they can make up a train in a day. Now it's taking them a week to make a train up the ship from out west to here yeah because they got to wait for the product to get here to put on the train yeah you know and they put the container stuff on the train and, and load the train cars and stuff but you know it, it's 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 not hurting just us dave it's hurting everybody you know a year ago if i'd have called a guy and told him hey your truck needs a motor in it he'd have told me no yeah ain't gonna set do it out it. to the side I, i'll go trade it nowadays mm-hmm. i called one the other day he said yeah put a motor in it then he asked the price he said, I can't go buy a truck. And he, you just go buy well, a look at the lot. Even if you got enough money to buy a truck, finding a new truck, they're not on out on the market yet. They're telling me they're taking up to 18 to 24 weeks to get a new truck. And, Dave, a lot of them ain't even got a body control module in them, so your electric seats, your electric Nothing works. Water. Yeah, none of that stuff works. Your sunroof don't work. It's there, but it don't work because... They don't have a body control module to make them work. All that stuff, when you hit that button over there to roll your window down, it's in the command over to the body control module. Body control module trips it. Okay, the window goes down. Same way when it goes up. You pull up on a button, it sends a signal over to the body control module. Hey, I need to go up. Sunroof, all that stuff is that way. That body control module does everything inside your car. It turns your vents from, from the vent up to the defrost, back down. All that stuff is controlled through there. And that's why, they're, you know, it's a very important part in a vehicle. <laughs> Ask General yeah. Motors and Ford. General Motors got 95,000 21-model trucks and cars 
sitting on a lot that they can't sell. I want you to think about that because, look, even if I don't even know how many new models they're making on the assembly line right now because they got so many new trucks that haven't been driven just sitting. Ford's got 114,000. Out in the Kentucky Speedway or wherever they're yeah, at now. Ford's got 114,000 sitting there that they can't sell because they don't have body control modules. So, Dave, what's going to happen when we finally do get all these body control modules in and they flood the market with all these 20s and 21 model trucks that they've been sitting on? And they're not going to be able to hit you with the big price that they wanted no. to. And a used car? You won't be able to give a used car away. No. Yeah, they're getting them on the market, and you're not going to be able to sell one of them. No. Because you paid a premium price to buy it, and now you got to try, you know, it's a premium price plus whatever you want to make off of it. A customer was looking at a Cadillac Escalade. It's normally about an $85,000 ride. Mm hmm. They asked him $108,000 for it. $85,000. I, I, how much? $8,000 for it. You know, that's only about $10,000 less than what I own on my house. I, I'm not going to pay for a car what I pay for my house. It's just not going to happen. $108,000. That's principle now. <laughs> Stand on principle. But Dave, they're normally about eighty four, eighty five thousand dollars. So this that's still expensive. That's twenty thousand dollars over list price. Uh-huh. I understand what you're saying. All right, Ashley says I got a twenty twelve Dodge Ram fifteen hundred tradesman. It's eight cylinder, five point seven liter, and I believe that I put some water in my fuel tank from an old gas can. I like to try and drain it without having to pull the bed off. I know I can't siphon through the filler tube, so what should I do? Good luck. Because <laughs> you're going to have to take the bed off, right? you got to drop the tank out, take the bed off. You, uh, if you take it somewhere, some people, you know, they can go up to the fuel rail, unhook the line, put a thiel in it, and put a suction pump on it and pull it out through that way. You still don't get all the water out of it. You get what's right around the pickup tube out, but... Uh, the only way you can do it is to pull the bed or pull the tank, and that means you're gonna you have to pull the tank. To pull the tank, you're gonna have to put it on lift, aren't you? Yeah. Keep that in mind as well. And you got to pull the tank, get take the sending unit out, and reach in there and and get you know shake it around, get what you can get out, and take some rags and reach in there, and make sure you get all the rags out, uh, you know, and then dry it out, <laughs> you know, then put fresh gas back in it. Yeah, don't be like a surgeon who leaves a sponge behind. You don't want to leave. Surprise! How many times we found rags wrapped up around the fuel pump? Yeah, don't want to do that. That your fuel pump might work, but it it will overheat. Just know that. All right, James got 2012 Honda Pilot, six cylinder, three and a half liter. I own this 2012 uh, Pilot Touring with a little over seventy thousand miles. The computer that shows the mileage, outside temperature, etc., got out of whack. I guess I pressed a button in error. I'm not able to retrieve it. Can you help me out, please? Go to your owner's manual, and probably, Dave, what he's done, he's clicked it over to uh, kilometers in, instead of mileage. Ah, yeah. Uh, go to your owner's manual, and there's a section in there that you can find it, and it will tell you how to t- retrieve all that. Now, keep in mind, they don't just sell these cars in the United States. They sell them all over the world. Yeah, and they all got different settings in them. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's in the owner's manual, and you I don't remember how to exactly go about doing it, but 
it's we've done it before you know for people come in hey i hit the button and this come up now i can't get it off but there is a way you can go in the owner's manual and read it and it'll tell you how to walk through it all right keep that in mind all right final question uh, for this segment and then we'll take a break and find out what the trabs are up to uh jerry has a 2003 nissan pathfinder le six cylinder three and a half liter uh the service engine uh light was on do i went and i went over to another parts store and used their obd2 reader which indicated that the likely problem was a bank two oxygen sensor i had the downstream sensor replaced after uh, which got to turn the page over here they cleared the air don't let them do that i just drove a short while and the service engine light uh came on again obviously the downstream sensor was not the problem i decided to try replacing the gas cap because that's cheap after i tried to clear the error from the computer by disconnecting the battery for a minute however that didn't work because as soon as i turned the ignition key the service engine uh light uh, was on I don't know if the gas cap solved the problem or not. How do I clear the air so I can see if the new gas cap solved the problem? And if it didn't, should I change the other bank to oxygen sensor? I'm no. Gonna stop, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there and say, take it to a bumper-to-bumper certified service center. That's what you need to do. Do you know how many oxygen sensors that they sell a month by telling people, it's got the code in it. Don't get me wrong. The code is there for oxygen sensor, but 99.9% of the time, the reason that code's there, it's got a vacuum leak. Okay. And it, it's running it real lean, and it don't. And oxygen sensor, Dave, goes up, down, up, down, up, down. And, and it, it's steady reading the air that's coming out of your engine, and it tells it, okay, lean it or wrenching it, you know. So. To mix your fuel, yeah, right? to mix your with fuel the with the air and stuff. So then the problem is, people they'll pull it up and it says oxygen sensor bad. Ninety nine point nine percent. If the oxygen sensor is is good, you can look at it and see it switching on. But when all you got the code reader, you can't see none of that. Mm-hmm. But if the oxygen sensor comes up and says the heater shorted in it, okay, put one in it because it is bad. But if it comes up and says it's not switching, it's not switching because it's got a vacuum leak and it's got it leaned out real bad. And it's up from the yeah, it's up around the engine. Center. Yeah, it's up around the engine. And uh, the only way you can really find it, sometimes you can hear it whistling. Someone that's got good ears, I mean, I can, I can hear that noise real good. But uh, most time you got to smoke test it. Yeah, keep you that in mind. Into it. you got to take it to a shop, me or Joe or somebody – one of us certified centers and let us look at it and, and we'll put the computer on it but don't clear the codes again leave yeah. the codes alone go to ken sullivan or somebody like yeah, that go they'll, to ken one of us gary you henry you know we'll scan it we'll look at it and we'll smoke it and probably all you need is a piece of vacuum line yeah they're all over central arkansas just google them and find the nearest one to you they all will do a good job for you at the bumper bumper certified service centers all right we've got uh, about uh, 14 minutes to the top of the hour that means we got to get our final break in let's find out what's going on with the traps back with you got a real short question for you luster's got a 2000 chevy silverado it's a 1500 eight cylinder 5.3 liter how do i replace the lower ball joints on the lower control arm and remove the five factory pressed in pins 
Uh, why don't you take it? <laughs> why don't you take it over to the bumper to bumper certified service center? Better you, idea than that, Dave. What's that? Replace the whole lower arm. That's what we do. I'll just take it out because and be done with the it. The other bushing is going to be wore out too. Okay. We just buy the whole lower arm, put on it. That makes sense. Because you got to cut the pins out. You got to cut the ball joint out with a cutting torch and cut the pins out. Then you got to press the new ones back in it and all that. You know. You can buy a whole lower control arm cheaper, and you can buy and put the ball joints in it. I like this next question. This is a great car. Yeah, Spider. Jennifer's got an 88 Alfa Romero. This is a Spider. Four-cylinder, two-liter. Says that uh, I just bought an 88 from a private owner. It only has 29,000 miles. Wow. What a What a find. Uh, he kept it in the garage and didn't drive it much. So I, I, when I first got it, I drove it for two days without a problem. Took it out, and at first, no uh, no pricked, but then I, I don't know what that meant. No problem. I problem, think okay. But then I couldn't get it to accelerate over 40 miles per hour. Pedaled to the floor for about four miles. Then it got power, started running hot, and when it was shut off, had a burning smell. Oil grade showed um, a gauge showed almost no oil and temperature was high, but not in the red. Well, it's been setting, Dave. It's eighty eight model with twenty nine thousand miles. Mm-hmm. She probably didn't clean the fuel tank or nothing. The fuel tank's done set there and rusted in it. It's probably got the fuel filter stopped up. The could be the motor's coming apart because it's been sitting there and she started driving it again. That's the worst thing in the world to set one like that. But, you know, she's going to have to get it to someone that works on them, which would be Ryan, not Ryan. What's the new guy that bought Ryan? Austin. Out? Austin. He works on those. We don't work on them. I don't know if Joe does or not. But just call around and find somebody that works on them. You've got a problem, and it's probably because it's been setting. Could be the radiator stopped up. You know, did you service this? Did you do anything to it before you started driving it? Yeah, we're talking about Pinnacle right now, all right, automotive. They're at 1905 Henson Loop Road. If you'll give them a call at 501-227-0619, that's where you find – and talk to Austin. He's the owner. Yeah. And uh, he'll tell you, uh, yeah, bring it in, and we'll look it over. Or you might want to tow it over there. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't drive it no more. I, I would tow it wherever it needs to go. But you got to get it to somebody and let somebody look it over good and check it. And you're probably going to find a fuel filter stopped up with rust and, you know, some other stuff. You, you might know. have to spend a few thousand dollars, but you yeah. got a classic. Oh, my yes. God, yeah, that's you, a great you car. Don't. And ev- evidently, Dave, it's been garage kept and everything, so mm-hmm. it's probably in, in, in real good shape. It just been setting too long, and it just needs a little tender love and care. And why wouldn't you want to give something like that tender love and care? I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Yep. That's what you need to do. You're exactly right, Doc. Absolutely right as far as that. All right. You want to take the, top, to the, next that, page. That, that not, the top one there yes. about Ken and his 2001 Ford Escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, ba- a bad alternator looking for a second opinion. I read 13.1 volts at the battery when the engine is off, 14.25 when the engine is on. My battery was dead the other morning. My battery light flashes once in a while when idling, but never at any speed. 
I think the dead battery is explainable as the ignition key is damaged, and you can take the key out in the on position. But I took it to the shop anyway, as it's uh, our only car at the moment. He said that the alternator was bad, and it was a $500 job. Just not sure if my little voltage test is enough to prove otherwise. Well, they probably put it on, on the on the machine, Dave, mm-hmm. and pulled it up. This particular car, it is, the way it's designed, uh, the ECM controls the alternator. And if it don't need nothing, it won't let the alternator charge. By him telling us that it charged 14.25 volts, tell me the alternator's probably working. Uh, could be a bad battery and doing the same thing. You know, he don't say whether or not he replaced the battery, but, you know, he thinks the battery was dead. And the ignition where the key comes out of it, that ain't got nothing to do with the battery, none of that. The tumblers are wore out because you've had too many keys hanging on the keychain, and they swing going down the road, and it wears the tumblers out. Keep that in mind. But uh, you need to take it to someone, let someone put it on the machine. Because you can go in the machine and command the alternator to come on and command the alternator to go off. And you can look at it that way. And then if it don't command and come on, okay, yeah, it needs an alternator on it. Hmm. Either that or it's not getting a signal out of the computer telling it to come on. He could have to replace the computer and the alternator. All right. With all of that said, it's been hotter than blazes. Yes. Cold weather is, is you know, we always think about it, about batteries and cold weather. Let me tell you what, hot weather and it's batteries worse than cold weather. don't go along. No. And when it gets these 100-degree these hundred days and it cools off at night, your battery expands in the daytime when it's hot, then it cools back down. It'll separate the plates in them, and that's when the battery starts giving you trouble. A battery ain't like it used to. A battery we used to would give you a signal, hey, I'm getting bad. Because you had a whole lot of lead in them. Yeah. Nowadays, Not anymore. Nowadays, a battery, you, you can go drive to the store and get out and get back in it, and it won't start. And it, it goes bad that, bad that quick. But, you know, he's going to have to take it somewhere and get somebody to look at it, too. You can guess all day long, and you can spend a whole bunch of money for nothing. Test, don't guess. Yes. That, that's the key on that. That's one of the things that we talk about here on the show uh, when we're talking about cars is test and don't guess and let your car go to a shop where they're going to fix your car, not just work on your car. Keep that in mind uh, as well. So we'll just let it go there as far as the, the questions go, Duck, and we'll pick it up next week. Uh, Joe probably will be back next week. Yeah, he had... He was having to work this morning. Okay. And you're going to be here uh, Saturday. Yeah, either me or Russell wanted to be here. And Daniel will be here as well from over Carter. So we'll look forward to seeing him. That'll start at 9 o'clock. If you've got car problems, uh, you know, send them to me, you know, to Dave at SalemLR.com. Tell me what your car problem is, and I'll read the question on the air, and those guys will give you some hints about what you can do to try to to fix things up and david joe always says a noise is the worst thing in the world to try to <laughs> try to do over the telephone because most people cannot explain to you 
what it sounds like. You just have to basically get in the car and go drive it. Of course, if you call in during the show, we love to hear you try to make the noise. Yes. You know? <laughs> we, we like to do that here on the show. Thank Doug, you, Dave. you have a good day. You too. Stay cool. It's going to be hot today. It's going to be really hot next week. Time for me to get out of the way. We've got uh, your uh, you know, economy of your home talked about in the next hour. Then I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Alan Kerr, my special guest, at 9 o'clock on Dave Ellswick Show. o'clock. Alan Kerr is here. Former, uh, you know, uh, uh, he was a former state representative, former, uh, you know, head of uh, our, uh, was it taxes here in the state or insurance here in the state? Insurance commissioner, yeah. Yeah, insurance commissioner was a, uh, worked on the quorum court, Pulaski County. He's done it all. Been been involved in every form of government known to man and God. Been a little bit of everything everywhere. <laughs> it's good yeah. to have you. Okay, so I'm just giving this information out uh, to him. He hadn't heard this. Wholesale inflation. That's the PPI. I told you uh, to be ready for this. We, I talked about this with Grover Norquist, and I talked about this with yeah. Akash, the Vice President of Americans for Prosperity, and I told him I expected it to be double figures. I didn't. I was hoping it wouldn't be this high. Uh, wholesale inflation, 11.3% from June to June. Now, that's what the producers are paying. Yeah. That's how much extra they're paying, which tells you you won't see this next month, but I bet you you see it in September. Oh, yeah, at least. All the prices will have... By the end of third quarter? Sure, absolutely. Heritage Foundation today, I'm going to have somebody on Monday talking about this, has said they believe that during the fall... You know, I'm always talking Jimmy Carter, because this is what this time is reminding me of. Yeah. They said that they believe the CPI will be double figures every month during the fall. 
Oh, I, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I hate it that you that, might that's, be right. That's, that's Carter. That is Jimmy Carter. Yeah, you and I both lived through Jimmy Carter. Uh, you a little bit before me, but uh, I was I <laughs> I was running businesses even back when I was eighteen, nineteen years old. Okay, and, well, you uh, know, yeah. Um, and I was selling real estate, honestly, <laughs> trying to sell real estate at twenty five percent. Yeah, fifteen uh, percent interest and and. Uh, uh, and and higher. I want you to hear what he just said. Fifteen percent interest on interest a mortgage. On a mortgage. Try yes. to sell that. Try to sell a house that way. Well, you you learn a lot about creative financing. I'm here, here to tell you there was a lot of a lot of that going on. Brokers coming up with lots of different ways to sell a house, but um, yeah, but but that's back when houses of uh, 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 a thousand square foot house was thirty thousand dollars. You know, so, but it's all relative, you know, it's, uh, but those Jimmy Carter days, uh, gas prices uh, skyrocketing and people lined up to get gas, um, man, uh, you know, double digit inflation, double digit interest rates. I mean, it, it was off the charts, crazy. And uh, you can almost put these two administrations parallel because it's in the scary. same point in time two That's years scary and two year point it, it was it was this is where it was and uh um you know you got that that leftist uh attitude of of we're we're gonna put the brakes on on oil so that uh, nobody can use it and, and it forces them to use other alternate uh, types of fuel That's right. but you can't do that you, you can't do that day one. My goodness, uh, you, the whole country, everything. You had Duck in here a while ago, that, that and he, he explained that everything, everything t- is touched by to diesel, diesel fuel. It is. Everything's tied to diesel fuel. The from the food you eat to uh, to the clothes you a wear. Piece of paper. He held a piece of yeah. paper. He says this is diesel fuel. <clears throat> yeah, everything is either transported, uh, manufactured. Uh, the machines that run to pick it, you know, it, it's... Did you hear what he said about that farmer he was talking to? Yeah. He said yeah. he usually, it costs him $100,000 a growing season. Right. So and it now it's 300000 Now it's 300000 And you wonder why Guess the price is on your Guess who pays food? for that? He ain't going to eat that. That nope. farmer's not going to eat that. He's going to he's going to raise a price on those, on those tomatoes, on those beans, and he's going to pass it right down to us. Yeah. And um, I don't blame him. I understand. I don't blame him either. I that's, that's how econ- yeah. economics. I economics. Understand it. You don't have to have an economics degree to understand profit and loss. It, <laughs> what if it costs you more? For most people. Yeah. If it costs you more, you got to charge more. Uh, if you give your 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 people a raise, that is going to reflect in the the products that you buy from him. It, it's uh, you know. It's basic math, and I and I'm just I'm lost on why the federal government doesn't see that, why this administration well, doesn't see, see that. They see it, and I'm telling you, they don't care. You want to know the American voter sees it, and they do care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They'll show that at the poll at, uh, at the at the uh, polling booth. Yeah, I, I love the cartoon in the paper this morning, and I'm paraphrasing that that they had a little cartoon that the two people walking side by side, and it says 65 uh, percent of Democrats. Uh, don't uh, support Joe Biden, uh, and the the person standing at, and and don't don't support Joe Biden in twenty twenty four, and the person walking beside him says, well, ninety five percent of Americans don't support Joe Biden in twenty twenty two. 
you know. Uh, Did you see see the number for people under 30? No. 92% don't want him to run again. Well, I mean, they're seeing it in in their paychecks. They're seeing it in, in the gas pumps. These are... These are our, our leaders coming up and, uh, and our, our workforce coming up. Uh, these are the new parents. Yep. The new parents. They're, they're having, they can't find baby formula. Yeah. Okay? So, yeah, you, you want to you wanna, uh, kill your, your voter base. Uh, yeah, don't have baby formula. I, I am going to make a, 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 a get my crystal ball out. I may be dead by the time this would be done. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to say. With Jimmy Carter, we got Ronald Reagan. All right. right. We're going to get, we won't get Ronald Reagan. God only, I wish that we could. Yeah, me too. It won't happen. But whoever takes over the White House after uh, Biden is going to do a lot of the same things that Ronald Reagan did. He's going to. He's going to cut a lot of these government regulations and all kinds of stuff to make things easier to do and cheaper to do. We'll see inflation come back down. We'll see gas prices come down. All yeah. that's going to happen. And then what? A, if that happens, the American people will vote that person in for two terms. Right. Then he'll they'll vote in another Republican for a mm-hmm. term, and as long as a Ferengi doesn't show up, maybe maybe <laughs> maybe we'll get <laughs> maybe we'll get four. That is a Star Trek reference, people. Yeah, but, yeah, well, that's, that's exactly what it is. Because look, uh, I'm trying to think of his name, and it the guy who ran third party against him when Clinton ran mm. uh, for Bush, uh, and. You know, he had those huge ears. He looked like a Ferengi. That's what he looked like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Deep Space um, Nine. Uh, Deep Space Nine, you're right. Um, but, no, I mean, we we hopefully will have a Ronald Reagan. I don't know if that's going to be DeSantis or, or, uh, or who that might no, be. Or maybe it's going to be Trump again. Yeah. I, I can't say. I, but I, I know but Elon Trump, Musk. As in the paper this yeah. morning, Elon Musk is really pushing DeSantis. I know he is. <laughs> Yeah, and you know he's going to have some going to have some of that Elon Musk behind him, uh, kinda, money behind him. I so. kind of liked what Elon Musk said today about that uh, uh, video that showed uh, hundreds of illegal immigrants mm-hmm. coming here into our country, fording. Uh, I think that's the Rio Grande that they were fording, and all he said was, "Wow." Yeah. That said it all. Yeah, it wow. does. Can you it believe does. this? All these people. Well. You got to get a shot. You got to do this. You got to wear a mask and whatever. Yeah. And, and here they come by the right. hundreds, yeah. and they're not even they're not even them. vaccinated from from the very minor stuff. No. Well, I, and and just like Ronald Reagan did, he'll the, the new guy, hopefully, new person, person, whoever that might be, yeah, um, uh, will deal with the evil empire as Ronald Reagan called them, mm-hmm. uh, the Russians. And you know the Russians only did what they did simply because of the weak leadership that we've got. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. All you had to do is I mean, look at Afghanistan. He, he was like, let's go get Ukraine. Yeah, he sat there, waited it out, and then then he, we did what we did in Afghanistan. He goes, oh, man, now's the time. Now's the time when they're, they're just up and It's exactly ran. what happened. Yeah. It is, I'm just telling you, it's exactly <laughs> what happened. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was Reagan Republicans. Yeah. It may be DeSantis Republicans right. come 2024. Right. It, it will be ugly, I will tell you that. And the first one was ugly. The second one, 
The second time Reagan won, it was really ugly. You remember that? The guy from Minnesota ran. Yeah. And uh, that's when uh, uh, Ferraro was the first woman ever picked to run as a vice president. Wrong time, Geraldine, yeah. uh, to run. Because right. he only, by a hair's breadth, won his state of Minnesota. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> he lost every other state. My goodness. Now, he, it'd be hard to lose for a Democrat to lose California. You have to be a really, well, I'm not even sure California would vote for Biden at this point. I mean, they, you know, they, I'm just telling you, a lot of people there, they got. Maybe they, the ones that are left They got the will. hammer and sickle now on their they're, they're all shirts. They're all leaving New York. They're leaving California. They're leaving in droves. All I, I got to say, come on. Yeah. We're, we'd be happy to have you, you here. Got, but you leave your political thoughts behind. Leave them where you come from. <clears throat> Because you got a lot of people from New York uh, in that area moving down to Pennsylvania to the, to the Carolinas. Honestly, to the, Florida, to Florida, yeah. Well, They're we all want to go to Florida as far away as they can without yeah. hitting the hitting. Cuba. Kind of get similar weather, go from one coast to the other. I mean, if they hit Cuba, they've hit yeah. New York again. But uh, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Nevada are just getting a huge influx of of Californians. Yeah. Uh, you know, moving out of there. Uh, they just can't afford to live there anymore. Uh, I mean, the crazy rules that they've got for, for truckers, for God's sakes. I mean... You've heard about what's going on in California on that, Yeah. My if goodness. you've got a truck that is older than 2015, you can't even haul anything. Yeah. I mean, talk about raising <laughs> rates, raising prices. And you wonder why things are stuck out in California? Yeah. Well, you got to have a... What those trucks run? A million and a half? Mm-hmm. Not cheap. One point five million dollars. Not uh, cheap. Every, I mean, every five years to buy a new one. My goodness. Um, but uh, um, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people coming to their senses and moving out of those states and uh, finding better places to come. Some of them coming to Arkansas. Yeah, we you like know what? That. We're building a little bit here. Yeah. In fact, I read an article yesterday that named Arkansas one of the ten best states to move to. That's right. We've got wide open spaces. We've got a uh, good economy. We've got uh, the cost of living here. Even though it is increasing, uh, it is far less expensive than our surrounding states. My goodness, Dallas is, oh, my God. Um, you, can't, you can't buy a cheeseburger in Dallas without spending $15. Well, you walk in there and they, you know you're in trouble when everybody calls you comrade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It ain't Bubba anymore. It's Comrade Bubba. Bubba. All right. Let's take a break here on on the Dave Ellswick Show. And Alan Kerr is here. We're going to talk politics this hour. What a big surprise. Surprise. Uh, But we're going to talk about them. And I'm going to move into what's 2023 looking like uh, at the uh, the state uh, house. Uh, not state house, but state capitol Mm -hmm. when they get uh, and convene again in January. And again, let me remind you. I will be there at le- uh, for yeah. two hours every day yep. to keep you up to date on that. That is something I've I promised you, and I've already talked to the new GM, and it's been cleared. So I will probably be on every day, two to four. That's That'd be probably great. the best time to be be over there anyway. That'd be great. Uh, don't forget about ICU protection and what they can do for you for your home and your business. Uh, these are the f- folks that take care of Nuke One. 
unless you have a nuclear reactor in your living room, which I don't, I figure what they do for my house is <laughs> plenty. Uh, I've got a couple cameras now at my house. I've got the door and window sensors on all my windows and all my doors. Uh, I've got some motion detection going on. And then their analytics are really good because it will tell you, was it an animal, was it a person, or was it a car? Now, it doesn't say vegetable yet. But bottom line, it can tell you what's moving out there uh, around your property. And they can do that for you for your house or for your business. And they use 1080p cameras. That's the same uh, 1080p that you get on DirecTV, so that's how clear the cameras are. They are very clear. When I can tell you what kind of bird it is that's hopping across my driveway, that's yeah. a pretty clean they're, camera. They're not the fuzzy bank cameras that they, no, like they I said, the 7-Eleven like, bank cameras. It's not like watching A&E, yeah. which, uh, you know, you watch the old uh, video like that, and, and they look like they're kind of glowing, the people mm. Look like you're aliens, or whatever. No, it's not like that. Yeah. It's clear as a bell. Well, if you got vegetables moving across your house, I, 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 I think I'd move. Killer tomato. Yeah. <laughs> but just, just think about all of that that you can get. Also, know that you pay for the service. You do not pay for the uh, hardware. Now, hardware is all yours. It's yeah. free to you, and you just pay for the service. I called him the other day. Got a quote. Did you? Yeah. Was it a good one? It was a good quote. All right. 501-205-1333 is the number to call. That's Billy Mack and ICU Protection. Back with you. Okay, let's get into the crux yeah. of the interview that I promised you we were going to do. Right. Uh, Alan Kerr is our guest. Alan and I have been friends for 20 years. At maybe, least, yeah. Maybe a little longer than yeah. that now. Maybe 22. And uh, I remember when he ran... Uh, uh, for the, the quorum court, mm-hmm. and uh, I got him on, and I and I got behind him. I'll be honest with you, I got really behind him during the election, and I won. And he won from we, a woman who <clears throat> who nobody thought he could win from. Yeah, and he did. Well, I mean, it was they were trying to pass a uh, a jail tax that we really didn't need, and uh, um, that was uh, that was our platform. And when I got in there. Uh, found out that I was absolutely correct. We really didn't need a jail tax. We just needed somebody to balance the checkbook. Let me tell you what. The lines hated Alan Kerr. <laughs> he hated me. Because he went in there, and have you ever seen the movie Dave? Have you ever seen that movie where he brings in, uh, I think it's Kevin Klein who yeah. plays Dave, and he brings in a, a CPA and right. asks him to look at the budget and tell him where we can cut and where we don't need to cut. And the guy had the little hat that he put on. and The visor. The visor, and <laughs> he had the green light and all of yeah. that. And he had a pencil and paper and a pad. And a stenographer's pad is what they right. called it back then. And uh, he saved a lot of money. And that's what Alan did. He yeah, came in and started saying, hey. I want you guys look at how much money we're spending on this or that, and why are we spending yeah. this and that? And they hated you. Not well. Not only that, they had his his uh, number two guy at the county, the comptroller. Uh, we found out he was stealing money mm-hmm. uh, to support a, a girlfriend. And uh, I forgot uh, about. Yeah, that. he went he went to jail pretty quick. Um, so yeah, I mean when you when you pull the books out and you start looking at them, you see where the money's going and where it's not going, and. Um, uh, you find all those all those loopholes. So yeah, we closed up the loopholes. And I, when I took over the county uh, as JP, I was uh, 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 budget chairman, and uh, we, they gave me a budget that was five million dollars in the red, 
And then when I left as JP just two years later, we were $10 million in the black. Ching, ching. No new taxes. There you go. I'm no just new telling taxes. you. We can do the same thing um, in the, in the, with, with the United States uh, budget. We can do the same thing. We do have a, a balanced budget requirement here in Arkansas, and we've got an overage. So that's doing well. But we got a new administration an coming overage. up. We got a big we overage. Got, we got a big overage. Which means we're collecting too much money. That's exactly so, right. Um, and at uh, least the governor even recognizes yes, that. Yes. And and uh, new administration coming in, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, will I'm most excited. likely be our new governor. And she is already making plans to do away with the uh, the income tax. Uh, and we're not going to do it the Biden way. We're not going to do it all at once. We're going to do it systematically methodically over a period of time and then may uh over time we're going to uh phase it out yeah they're going to watch look they're going to do a little bit and then they're going to watch and see how it works and what's going to happen to cut it some and more more money will come in than what they expect and they'll be able to cut it again right that's the way it'll work well with prices going up and you know when prices go up the percentage we the percentages don't change the percentage that we're collecting for taxes right. is 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 a larger number too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here you here we go. I mean, we're we're going to have uh, continue to have a, a, a surplus. So we need to we need to back off on the percentage. Is okay, what it so let to. me ask this question, and, and this is why I like Alan. All right, because he'll he'll be able to tell me. With Tennessee having no income tax, mm-hmm. Texas has no income tax. Correct. Uh, Oklahoma's working. Yeah, there's a be gone pretty quick. How long can we survive and hope to grow as a state and bring businesses in if we don't get down to where we don't have a personal income tax? Not very long. Um, You know, we're going to be that donut hole in the middle of all the states around us that don't have income tax. And I'll be honest with you, Dave, I'm getting sick and tired of of all of our industry uh, that we've got the opportunity to have here going to Oklahoma, going to to, to Tennessee, uh, and, and you know, Texas. That me, just makes me, me crazy. Up. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about this, but we're getting close to news. we got some local news that we want to give to you, and then when we come back, well, we will talk further here on the Dave Ellswick Show about all of this. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. 25 minutes till 10. Alan Kerr is with me. Alan Kerr has, has served in just about every level right of state government right and then, from, from and, county to state to uh, uh as a state representative i've served as uh insurance commissioner on the executive side so yeah see yeah. every like i said every uh, every branch and i think alan you're not going to be there but david ray is David Ray will, will we're gonna be. get rid of special elections. He's gonna he's gonna we're gonna do it. I can feel it. This is the year. <laughs> and how many, how many year. Year, you tried what what, six years? You tried, right? Yeah, yeah. I tried for six years to get rid of special elections. Almost got rid of it and uh I'm gonna yeah. be having a state senator on that shot it down the last time. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming on tomorrow. Is he really? O'clock. Yeah. I may have to call in. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about it. But anyway, it's going to be interesting because I'll be asking him some questions about education. And i got to tell you, I don't want to hear, well, I'll have to see what my school superintendent has to say. Yeah. 
that those days that's done i'm just telling you i'm not i'm not going to say that they're impotent i'm just going to tell you i think people are ready now and if one good thing came out of covid is that as a parent you saw what the public school system were teaching your children right and uh these a lot of people were shocked and dismayed yes they were um but these, these, this new group coming up, the new parents coming up, the 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds, and 40-year-olds are having, having kids. My daughter just had a child, uh, had a baby about three weeks ago, uh, and they're already having this discussion. Oh, my God, how are we going to educate this boy? You know, and uh, um, the discussion has already gone to uh, we're not putting him in public schools. We've got no, no control over his education. Well, here's there. the key. I'm telling you, public schools could be as good as they were when I went through it. Oh, yeah. Me, too. I went through public school. I'm a public school child, okay? I don't look like a child, but (laughs) I was, all right? Yeah. And uh, they, they did a great job. I have nothing bad to say against what they taught me. But after I got out in about the mid-80s, things changed for right. the worse right well you know and and i i was in in the mid 70s when i i graduated but uh bottom line is um we had respect for our teachers back then we had respect for the law enforcement we had we were we had respect for our elders hmm. period yeah okay and um nowadays it's just the opposite you know you they're they're that respect is is to use your word impotent yeah. uh today and, and there is no respect and there is no no fear of god no fear of of the the uh, law enforcement no fear of our parents i mean why do you want to believe in god when you are god when you think you're yeah god? i mean um you know a little a little healthy fear of something is good for you yes, it, it keeps is. you in line so um you know anyway uh, we're digressing here, but, but we want to uh, go back, we to, go back to the, to the back. legislature. I'm going to talk about education in a second, <laughs> yeah. but let's let's come back and talk about taxes. Yeah, the governor <clears throat> is has asked for a special session. Mm-hmm. None of the elected officials that I know of want to have it, but he's going to have it anyway. <clears throat> now I've been asking all. He's got money to spend. <laughs> well, here and, and here's the thing: I've yeah. asked them, do not. Just jump in there and give him what he wants because he's wanting to make a, you know, pave a gold wool, uh, road to Iowa. Yeah. Well, you know, keep in mind that uh, we do have a, a surplus. A big one. A big one. And uh, uh, something does need to be done with that. But um, he doesn't call a special session unless he's got his votes lined up. Yeah, keep that in mind. So he's if talking. he calls a special session, he's got his votes. Although... There it, now he's he's wanting to bring forth his tax decrease that right. he had faster than what it was passed to do. Right. The other thing that he was talking about sounds like to me it's losing some steam, and that's that four thousand uh, dollar teacher uh, increase in their salary because well it's an unfunded mandate. That's what I'm saying. It's that, unfunded. This is one time money. We won't. We don't know that this is not regular revenue coming in. So right. And and a teacher salary is permanent. That's now, correct. Over here on Rodney Parham, I noticed driving by where Kmart used to be, uh, a sign up there that said, um, "Want to be a teacher in Dallas? They start at sixty thousand dollars a year." Right. Okay. Well, ours is right forty four. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not competing. Correct. And Dallas doesn't have an income tax. 
And here we are back again to to no ta- lower taxes, higher pay. We got to do something about that, but we can't do it in a special session right now. The legislature has to convene. We have to put it together. We got to study it they going forward. Study it going forward, and and make sure that we we've, we've got the revenue uh, to support that. That I I, I support a, a teacher raise absolutely. If you want to give them a bump, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I a one time bonus, okay, but don't try to say four thousand dollar pay increase, and then you're telling some small school district mm-hmm. in Arkansas, right? Hey, we're paying it this year. From now on, after that, you've got to pay it. Find the money. Right. Why not use it for signing bonuses for some of these rural areas uh, where they really are desperate for teachers? That's you a good go down idea. for a, a three-year contract. Uh, we'll give you a sign-in bonus of uh, $15,000. Yeah. You know. That's a good and, idea. And uh, uh, use it that way. That is not a reoccurring, perpetual. It's a one-time uh, thing that we can use with one-time money. Yeah, maybe so, you can help them out that way. Yeah. And then and then maybe we have universal uh, uh, school choice right. after uh, next year. And uh, we see what happens. Right. Well, you know what will help these rural areas uh, with with education. You have the uh, the school choice go into effect, and you'll have schools pop up everywhere. Yes, you will, because <laughs> just like you do gas stations or Seven Elevens, when there's competition out there, they're going to go where the market is. The easiest way for you to understand what does universal school choice mean? Here, let me give it easy. The money that the state pays for a student to go to school will be in a savings account for the parents of the student, and then they can tell them where to send the money to. Right. And you can go with for your student to whatever school teaches them the best. Yeah. You know, and, and get the type of education that you want for your child, the type of education, whether it's, it's the arts or whether it's um, – uh, uh, engineering or you know a lot of every parent sees the propensity of what their child is, is what their talents are here's my suggestion open a school and say i'll teach your child how to read write and do arithmetic yeah i bet you a lot of people like to go to school I like bet that they would i bet they would so many of them can't count anymore oh my gosh yeah it's 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 it's, well, now you, it's you, terrible you know we, we you don't even have to balance your checkbook anymore do you know that dave no really i quit balancing my checkbook because the bank does it all i gotta do is go and see what i've got left there on, you on, go on, online so okay yeah so uh you, balance you used to use the term balance your checkbook well that was that was not an easy task a lot no. of times no. so uh but at the same time you you have to know uh be aware of how much you have to spend and and a lot of times the states uh, spend a lot more than they, or the, the federal government spends a lot more money than they than they have and um they just print more okay just so everybody knows you're gonna say yeah but will they allow the the money to go to a religious school well i would have said there was a problem perhaps there until just a couple of weeks ago when the Supreme Court ruled in Maine right. that if you're going to do this in the public schools, you got to be able to let the religious schools do it too. See that exactly. got that got uh, we lost that 
result, we lost the prayer in school. We lost the the whole thing about guns because of the Dobbs decision dealing right. with Roe v. Wade. There were a lot of very big rulings in this last session. There were, there were, they, they were, they were society changing. Yes, rules. they are society changing rules. So, yeah. Um, I am. I've always been a big believer in the money should follow the child. Uh, if I pay my taxes um, to educate my children, uh, I should have a choice of where my child gets educated and how he gets educated. She, he, or she, and um, you know what? I should have a say so in which bathroom uh, he goes to, and, and if, if there's not a dis- dis- any disturbance. <laughs> I agree with that. You know, as so well. Uh, as well as if I have a daughter who plays fast pitch softball, I shouldn't have to worry about her losing her position to a boy who says he thinks he's a girl and yeah. uh, wants to play the game as well exactly. on the girl side. Exactly. So. Uh, you know, homeschoolers have, have become a really big thing. Um, I, I, my hat's off to them. Anybody that homeschools their child, my God, you're my hero. Talk to Jerry. Uh, I talked to Jerry Cox about that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's those are awesome. Um, and uh, they've, they've got that to the point now where the, there's no uh, lacking in social aspect. All the homeschoolers, they get together, or uh, a lot of times, sometimes they'll, they'll play their football games with, with uh, public schools. So, you know, it, it's, um, uh, it's getting better. It's slowly getting better. Uh, but, but that really— what year, what year did you come in into the, uh, the, the house? Was it 2010? Uh, I think it was 2008. Okay, so two years. It was in 2010. There was this state uh, representative that talked about school choice and the money following the student by the name of Bruce Westerman. Yes, there was. And Bruce and I, uh, we, we won our, our year. Yeah, uh, his first year was my first year. Okay. And we, we won those uh, races together, and I served with Bruce. Uh, Bruce is a great guy. Uh, He's a great congressman. Great congressman. Um, one of the most uh, uh, thoughtful and, and intelligent people you're, you're going to find. So, uh, but yeah. Um, I know. Like I like to remind everybody, he was ahead of the curve, okay, as way far as this. Curve. And because of that, they called him every name in the book yeah. except nice guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nobody fought that uh, um, uh, Obamacare like Bruce did. Yeah. I mean, he uh, he kind of pulled the plug on it at the last minute, which my hero. Um, and we, we both ended up on uh, um, fighting for that. But bottom line is, you know, school choice is a thing. Um, our new a governor coming in she has got three small children she is all for school choice yeah she is um that make, gives me hope yeah gives us all hope so she's going to be and she knows how the federal government works she she was up there so uh she's going to be our best advocate for for that um and she's told the caucus the Republican caucus she's all in about this yes that, you know you don't just run for governor and uh, and be in the position Sarah is right now, she is far ahead of her Democratic challenger. Oh, yeah. She's not going to lose, although there's some, some people hope she will. I'm calling her governor already. Yeah, me too. Uh, the bottom line is, is that you're going to see 
huge changes right. in this next session. I mean, yeah. it's going to be – I can't wait to broadcast because it's going to be historic. <laughs> it will be. will be. Just about every, uh, every day is going to be history uh, in the Sanders administration. So we're all, we're all excited. We're all looking forward to it. Um, going to be some things that have been a long time coming. And uh, she's not she's not afraid to take a little uh, a little flack, a little heat, a little heat at all. She's uh, as the old as the old saying goes: if you're taking flack, it means you're over the target. Well, yeah. If <laughs> if there's incoming, it means you're engaged. That's right. It absolutely means that you're 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 engaged. Yeah, with you're actually doing your job. So. Um, if you're if you're not causing trouble, then then uh, you're probably not doing a very good job. All right, we got to get our final break. <clears throat> okay. When we come back, uh, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about health care as well. Yes, we can. And what we've got to do as far as that. And uh, Alan's been very involved in that, so we'll we'll talk yep. about that. Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. You need a piece of jewelry, and you you know you want it to be uh, unique. Then you go Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. You want uh, a wedding or uh, engagement ring, wedding set, you go to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry because you can save 20% over the big buys that are over there. You think if you go to a big store, you're going to save money? Uh-uh, not when it comes to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I mean, he's got, I'm just telling you, he's got all kinds of free stones. You want a diamond? He'll pull out a tray that'll freak you out. He, yeah. he really will. And, uh, you know, you can look at uh, things I've, like I've bought some stuff from that. him myself. You, whatever you want, you, whatever you got in mind, he'll make it for a- you. Eric is fantastic. And uh, you got, you know, stuff from uh, an estate sale. He'll be happy to help you with that. Uh, you can sell it to get it appraised. You can sell it to him. Or maybe you want to just uh, use it to buy something that's in the in the cabinets that he's displaying. He'll give you some extra money to go along with what your jewelry would bring. So keep all that in mind. Uh, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard is where you'll find Eric at over 40 years as a jeweler. He's in Suite E. He's open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Uh, give him a call. Talk to him. Make an appointment. 501-246-3655. We're continuing here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's talk about health care. Uh, I'm reading that the Democrats up in Congress are looking to uh, get in and, and cut back Medicare. Now, the way they're going to do it is they're going to try to do price controls on medicines. Whenever you try to do price controls, some things will cost more, but the people who are part of the program, they will have to get rid of some people to make it cost effective. Well, what's going to happen there? Again, it's just it's just standard math and, and economics. Uh, there'll be a list of things that they'll try to price control. But what that's going to do, it's going to drive that, that cost that, that the pharmacies aren't making on those products mm-hmm. over to the other products that's that do right. not have cost controls on them. So um, the public is still going to end up paying more. You're going to pay more. Uh, one way or the other. Yeah. You know, so, um, um, you know, uh, certain types of medication, you know, diabetic, diabetic uh, medications, things like that, it's probably that's the one that's the go-to that everybody has. Um, uh, they're gonna uh, obviously will be on that on that uh, on that list. But um, again, it, it's going to dilute the amount of care. Whenever they try to mess with Medicare, 
It dilutes the amount of care that Medicare patients get because fewer doctors are going to want to deal with it. You know, well, they you, like you, to you, try to make at least back what they put in. Yeah, you know, you can you can call it a co- a, a, a cost uh, leader or loss leader all you want, but uh, at some point, um, you know, you've you can't do too many Medicare person, patients. Look, look, I don't have I don't have a degree in economics. No. But I know enough about it that when I get my, because I'm on Medicare now, you got to go on Medicare when right. you're in 65. Yeah, they don't give you a choice. Yeah, they don't give you I a found choice that out. That. So anyway, I'm, I got Medicare, and uh, they send me a, a monthly statement. Mm. Here's all the times you went over there. Here's what they charged. Here's what we allow. Mm-hmm. Then it's here's what we paid. Right. And let me tell you what. What they pay is not even close negligible to, to what it i mean i yeah. understand maybe you can say to the person who's charging that's too much okay here's what we'll pay well at least pay that don't go and say yeah we'll only pay two hundred dollars to the five hundred dollars you're asking but really the check you're going to get is 50 bucks right right that can't it can't sustain itself yeah, no it can't and and you you everybody has to have a supplement on top of that and, and i've and, got one yeah uh it's the only way you're going to be able to survive is to get a supplemental policy but um at the end of the day um medicare is uh, very very um necessary uh they need to quit messing with it uh, just you know uh, they keep looking for money here and there to go spend on other projects. They need to leave Medicare alone. They need to leave the retired folks alone. Um, and uh, if nothing else, think of, think of them as, as their voters, their contributors. You know, those are the people that have the money, yeah. by the way. <laughs> and they're, by the way, the people who typically turn out at the polls. All yeah, all. they're the ones who, who go and vote every time that they're allowed to. So uh, uh, they they need to think a little bit better of them. All right. Now, you were the insurance commissioner. Let me yep. ask this. If you were going to be in there with Sarah, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you would tell Sarah to do as far as insurance goes? Oh, as far as insurance goes. Um, wow. There's so many things. Uh, that one I dropped out of the sky on. Y- yeah, he had dropped it out of nowhere on me. <laughs> um, well... You know, as far as insurance goes, uh, we still have a, a state uh, state based exchange. We we need to go in and tweak that a little bit. Uh, it's costing us a little too much. Got to get the middleman out. Yep. All right. Yep. It's always fun to have you on the air. Well, thank you. I By appreciate the way, you I'm having me here. I'm going to be gone the last week of this month. I'm going to be talking to you about filling in. Okay. You ready? Be to happy do that to. again. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. I'll be I'll be in town as a matter of fact. So yeah. Good. Alan Kerr. <laughs> always a pleasure to have him in the studio with me. It's been a while. I mean, we basically did the primaries together. Now he'll be back just to talk to you. I guess got to get some things straightened out before I tell him when he's going to be on. Right. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm back with you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and we're looking forward to having a great show. Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett starts it all off at 6 a.m.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.